with the negative Nancy's. Let's bitch with the negative Nancy's. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Bitch with the Negative Nancy's. My name is Roy Walker, and I'm joined at the adult table today with my fellow Nancys, Primo Thomas, Matt DeVita, and guest Nancys, Amy Jekyll and Phil Ferrugia. With us, as always, is Junior Nancy and the actual guy who took money to kill Carol Baskins, Tyler the Tiger Cleary. Today, we will be discussing <laughs> shitty coworkers as we record from five separate locations with fine adult beverages. So let's finally file that well-overdue HR complaint that is our bitch. Okay, everybody, today we are joined with outstanding actors, wonderful teachers, beautiful humans, unstoppable softball pitcher-catcher duo, all-star couple, and everyone's best friends, Phil Ferrugia and Amy Jekyll. But before we get into that, let's examine our drinks. Leading off with our guest, Amy, first. What are you drinking? This is a lovely wrench IPA uh, picked up from my dear friends Rex and Kevin down at Matinee on Main Street because while they are closed, they have done multiple uh, beer pickups. So we stock up once a week on the good stuff, and this is delicious. Mm. Big Farouge. Mm. I am drinking the 1911 Cherry Black Hard Cider, also from Matinee, our friends Rex and Kevin, on our weekly pickup of beer and alcohol delicious Perfect. but i probably will have a bourbon halfway through this primo what are you drinking <laughs> um i am drinking the only genesee beer worth drinking which is the summer favorite the ruby red kolsch today damn oh, straight nice. matthew still on that hole i need to make a liquor run so i have a uh, single pour of evan williams with a single ice cube that's sad you're right <laughs> <laughs> tyler what are you drinking i am drinking orange juice and vodka a little screwdriver action. You scumbag. No armoretto. <laughs> no, that's good. I just, it always sounds like it's worse when it comes out of his mouth, right? Yeah. You're right. You're right. Always. You're absolutely he's, right. He's from Lockport. <laughs> um, I'm having a dark and stormy, which is a rum drink, but I'm using a different type of rum, which is a lighter. So I've been calling it a dark and stormy Daniels. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Still good. So bougie. Delicious. Delicious. All right. Does anyone have a question to lead off this bitch? Well, I guess the topic today is uh, <clears throat> shitty coworkers. <laughs> oh, sure is. Good timing. So uh, I think we all have a lot we could say about that. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Do we want to jump off with our favorite friend, uh, the Easter Bunny? Fuck Easter Bunny. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> the Easter Bunny. <laughs> Oh, yeah, okay. get it because it's because oh. his fucking name means Easter. That Easter bunny. Yes, oh. that Easter bunny. I'd almost forgotten about the Easter bunny. Can we just do circles of stories real quick? Because I would love to get around to how I bought him that book. Well, I just I think it's like he when I moved back to Western New York and started working at Ntrip, um, Michael Wakoyak asked me who was directing the musicals. And I was like, oh, it's it's the Easter bunny. And he was like, huh? Well, have fun. <laughs> and I was like, well, what do you mean? He's like, you're going to have your own experience. When it blows up, come back to me. Sure as shit. <laughs> it took a year, but. Oh, yeah. No, you guys are still very much in favor of him when I started working for you. Right. And then right, yeah. right, right, right. When you came around spelling bee is when it all popped off. <laughs> it's my fault. Roy, do you remember the story of when he had the meltdown about his son at Hunchback? I was there when that happened. This is back when we were all still defending him about him being like a decent human being. And I guess his son's teacher had said something to him and it upset him and he was crying. And Pat, we were at rehearsal for this musical we were working on. 
and he gets the phone call and goes into like a crying rage so bad that he had to leave the auditorium and me and Harvey Weinstein had to like talk him down off a ledge from going to the school and beating up this female teacher. Oh, that should have been a red flag. (laughs) That sounds about right. I've seen this individual lose his shit on high school students to the point where he flipped over a table with like computers on it, broke one ran out the door and then didn't come back for like an hour and we're all like all right well it's this is in the middle of a tech like we open in two days so we're like uh okay um i guess we should all start cleaning up he comes back in reeking of marijuana like like screaming like marijuana and we're talking he teaches at a private school we're just putting we're putting easter eggs together to help you figure out who easter bunny is um i feel like at this point (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that being said, he, uh, he comes back in, loses his shit again that we're, we're stopping rehearsal, although he was just in his car for an hour smoking doobies. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, no, no. No, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just saying, like, like you don't do that when you have to work. Just not when you're working like, with, like, well, second dude, graders. Right. Um, he got caught outside of a, um, like, at a bar on the second floor, which is a patio, smoking weed with kids that were probably in the 15, 16 year old age. Yes. Group. My friends was in that group. Yeah. One of my friends was in that group. Um, yeah. And that was oh. Michael Wachowiak used yep. to cover a lot of his stuff. So. This is all, that's, that's a new story to me. I don't know that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, Matt, can that. you just drop the name and we'll cut it? I'm curious as to who it was. Well, actually, it was two. Um, it was. Uh, do you remember Harvey Weinstein? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Harvey Weinstein. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Got it. Yep. So the the breaking of tables and the like rage amongst young students is a hundred percent a learned behavior. But what differentiates the Easter Bunny from decent humankind is that some of us were raised in that environment and learned that way and could say, oh, I appreciate the things that you taught me, but I recognize a lot of these other things that you did were batshit, and I will never do them to anyone again. And Easter Bunny went, this works really well, and this is how I will continue to educate the youth. I'm going to break shit, I'm going to get crazy, and that's how a lot of that happened. He's unstable, but the problem is is that he won't recognize it. No! I just going to say, I saw an advertisement for a show that's happening at a place that's, uh, that they're mm. doing. And, and there's a, that's the director this summer. You got to be know. kidding me. They brought him back after the shit he pulled last year. I'm absolutely. It's their team. Roy and I will need a separate episode to discuss. Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> yeah. It's, their, it's, the, it's that, that same team of people, which I wonder if they're doing a whole other sh- you know, musical at a different location at the same time. It's not the same people. You know why? Because I won't be there. So good fucking luck. Well, right. But it's the same director, choreographer, and music person. I hate to say this, but like now I kind of hope that it doesn't happen because of what's going on because fuck that. I'm sorry. But like the person who runs that place knew exactly everything that happened that went down between him and Roy last year knew it was wrong and then still allowed him to come back not even just me man he he made um our dear friend i shouldn't mention her name either um she one of our one of the greatest people you'll ever meet made her cry five times in a day Mm -hmm. made her cry love her five times in a day and we're talking like a week because this all blew up like right before the last week of god damn yeah because roy remember i was taking weekly updates because you were coming to softball late a couple times so i was giving the updates yeah Yes, I remember. To the guys. Yeah, unstable. Knowingly, she allowed him back. 
Yeah. Well, that's the problem with Harvey Weinstein. Is that <laughs> they like all the people that recognize the shit, like the folks that smell the shit are the ones that leave. They're like, this isn't great. So now, Roy, you're going to independently like peace out. And Goodbye. the humans that suck will remain. There's no like filtering out of the of the crap humans. And it's just like the Easter bunnies and Santa and the tooth fairy are all just left <laughs> so, to shoot the shit. During the final performances, he does a thing where he calls out the the crew people that have been working with your kids this entire time. Right. Let's just go back to that. Can you say one more time working with your kids? Let's clarify that point. These people are working with your kids. kids. Working with your kids. You are paying them. Children. You are giving them money to work with your kids. Paying them like $900. Jesus. Yes. The kids know what's happening. And so the parents have to know. And no one's doing anything about it. They're all just like, okay, he's the a monster. The fucking lady who runs the camp, she makes $900 off of a kid. They have like 60 kids a year. And when we came down to my budget, uh, so I was the set designer and the props master for, for these shows. And overlooking the technical direction. Um, the budget for set at the first meeting, she said, we don't have any money. The amount of money they gave me was $500. That's not even enough to cover one kid's tuition. That's half a kid. And then, and then she bitched out our great friend about the fact like, Hey, well, when we started this thing, um, I told them that we didn't have any money. And then she's just like, well, we had to come up with money. That's how it works. Then she got in this huge argument with her, like, oh, well, you should have come to me before giving him any money. But at the same time, like, any time that we wrote her an email or came to her about, like, hey, we need funds to build this thing, we need to buy the, you know, buy things to build stuff with, buy things to paint stuff with, we need to go buy specific things, she wouldn't want to do it. But then at the same time, she wants to put on this mega awesome show to keep people coming and buying, buying the merchandise. And it's just not going to fucking happen if you're not willing to foot the bill, lady. You can't make a thousand percent profit. It's not possible. Well, I can, but that's in um, a different line of work that I don't care to discuss. <laughs> that's another episode. <laughs> that's why I love you. Um, that was the biggest thing. The one summer when there was two camps happening at the exact same time, uh, the two camps were running at the same at the same exact at the same time with the same people, and at one oh, production meeting. One production meeting, like before a summer meeting of the production team, I was like, I'm not doing both at the same time. And uh, that just seems wrong. But the other people kept it going and were like never at the one camp location. And like assistants were running the whole camp and doing everything. I was like, this is stupid. And this is, these kids are paying a lot of money to do this. And it's like dumb. And that was, that was the last falling out, the big giant falling out that I had. That's the mm, the big right. issue. The I started to see the cracks. Um, seriously, see the cracks during when we were doing spelling bee, um, and we get to dry tech day. So it's myself, Roy, uh, Matt was there, our student light designer, and our stage management team. We always start at ten. It's like ten fifteen, and I'm like, "Well, where the fuck's the director?" So I call him, and I'm like, "Hey, man." Where are you? It's dry tick. He's like, oh, I thought you knew I wasn't going to be there today. I was like, uh, what's the point of us doing Why this? am I fucking here then? Right. And he's like, oh, I thought we talked. You guys would just set the cues and I'll just see him tomorrow. I was like, well, that was like that's fine. I'm going to set the cues as I see them. And then you're just going to have to fucking deal with it. Yeah. We're not going to change shit for the guy who didn't want to fucking come. Right. And he was like, well, I got to I have to be at something today. And I'm like, well, I don't care, dude. You're getting paid to do this. Like, 
mm-hmm. you're a fucking teacher, man. Um, so that was the big one. But what I find interesting is that it's the same story or the same framework of the same story everywhere yeah. he goes. Everywhere. everywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's the it literally you could map it out perfectly with how he says things, how he treats people, the conversation he has where he's like, Well, are you gonna back me up? Are you on my side? Oh man. And the answer is no. No one is on your side because <laughs> no. you are a crazy motherfucker. No, he's right. the uh, perfect example of you see one asshole today, you saw an asshole. But if you saw thousands of assholes today, you're the asshole. Right. <laughs> right. Well, dude, he uh, when when you send an email to forty students purposefully and try oh and my dr- God. and try and drag someone, another professional, it's like. Dude, like, what are you doing? That sounds like um, a good example of the Easter Bunny not understanding the single versus thousand asshole rule is um, (laughs) a certain professional production that we did years back. And it was when our our dear friend Steve Copps was new in town and he was involved in this production. And there was a day where we ran the same number, I think, six trillion times. And the Easter Bunny was like, like, you fucked it up. You fucked it up. You're screwing up. I can't believe we have to do this again. And finally, after every other human in the room had been yelled at, when it was, in fact, his fault that the song got messed up every time, Steve Cops finally stopped, looked the Easter Bunny dead in the eye and was like, it's you, dude. You're fucking it up. That's why we have to keep doing it over and over again. Did he lose it's it? It's just you. <laughs> Did he lose it? He just like shut the fuck up. He laughed. Exactly. Like nobody really said anything else. Like he, I don't, I don't remember if there was, you'd have to ask Steve. I don't remember if there was like a full bitch back, but what I do know is that every single person in that cast got their own phone call. Then later in the day, it was like, um, yeah, so I guess I, uh, uh, I I, yeah, I guess no I, I overreacted. I like wasn't in the best oh place God. or whatever. And there are only so many times that a person can backpedal until you say like, no, 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 one too many, friend, or like one step too far, and now you're done, and I'm not interested ever again. Right, right. And that was not the moment where I decided like I am done with you forever. Like you have to wait, you know, a few years beyond that even sure. until sure. I was like, oh, I actively dislike you enough to like if you say hi to me in public i will probably not respond and it takes a long time to get me there like i'm a bitch but i'm not a heartless human well just imagine pissing off so many people that you've done this to and you still think you're in the right every time it happens that's what blows my mind i don't understand how that works like how does that work how is he married Right, right. That's that's yeah, what we put up with that shit. Roy and I have had that conversation numerous times. Like, is she crazy? She has to be either like just in super denial or or on par. Right. When you see how when when they interact with each other, it's very unique because like he he every 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 move. So we we go over to his house every once in a while, and uh, we'd have like whatever, like a little bit of a gathering with like our particular theatrical department, and. And it was just like, he's like wiping a counter constantly, like following the kids around, like make sure you don't make a mess and stuff. And he's it's doing everything he can possibly do. To, it feels like he's scared of her, which is probably good for him. That's like our house, right, Phil? <laughs> I'm definitely scared of you. Yes. <laughs> so, so why aren't the countertops cleaner? Because fuck that. <laughs> 
All right. Well, with that, we do need to take a break. Um, we can come back to this for a little bit because I do want to talk about the book. Yes, because I story. feel like that's a great an example of what you should do if you work with a person like this and you know you're not going to ever work with them again. Hey there, Nancys. In lieu of promoting paid sponsors for our debut podcast, we've decided to donate our message breaks to support the local Buffalo theater community. Roy, Matt, and myself will choose a company each week that has really been affected heavily by the COVID-19 pandemic that we truly, truly love. I would like to shout out the wonderful ladies of Second Generation Theater Company. Thanks to Kelly, Kristen, and Aaron, I was able to live out a dream last spring and set design Angels in America for them, and I cannot thank them enough for their kindness. Second Gen has had to cancel their production of Three Tall Women this spring, a travesty to hit many local Buffalo theaters. Second Generation was founded in 2013 by Kelly Copps, Kristen Bentley, and Aaron Lee Dandies. SGT creates quality theatrical experiences that appeal to an emerging generation of theatergoers. By building on Buffalo's strong theatrical roots, they strive to continue the area's tradition of great theater for generations to come. SGT seeks to create powerful theatrical experiences that seek to unite a community of diverse backgrounds and to continually cultivate appreciation and understanding in audiences of all generations through education and engagement. And I am beyond proud to know and work with these amazing women. If you would like to send love and support to Second Generation Theater of Buffalo, New York, online donations can be found and sent at www.secondgenerationtheater.com donate. And to those of you who do help, your assistance and love is most appreciated. And now, back to the pod. And we're back. <laughs> Fuck you, Tyler. Money, please. <laughs> Fuck you, Tyler. Piece of shit. That might be my favorite one so far. Yeah, that's a good one. That might be my new ringtone for Tyler. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Sorry, Tyler. We are continuing our discussion of the Easter Bunny. <laughs> Let's start with our story from the Big Farouge. Phil, what do you got? Well, once upon a time, we were doing a show at uh, the place that used to be 710. So it was Studio Arena back when it was still Studio Arena. And I thought it would be funny to create an email account from the person in charge of then the theater. Uh, I forgot her name. I don't oh, remember boy. her name. It's not important. But I made up a fake email account like, you know, lady name one at yahoo.com. And I sent him an email that was just ridiculous, like so, so over the top and stupid. Like, you are unprofessional. Like, you fart on stage. You're disgusting. Like, you have bad breath. All this, like, <laughs> totally obvious that it's not actually real. It's a fucking joke. But yeah. He, Right. Total joke. Yes. Thank you, Matt. It's a fucking joke. Because that's what people do, right? Don't don't guys do that to each other? Just we like fuck with each make other. fun of people? Yeah. Absolutely. You always <laughs> like fuck with each my other. My whole relationship with all the people here. I got right. Roy to think that's... I had a heart attack on the ground once. <laughs> he did. <laughs> so that's, he that's what I did. I have, a, I, have, I have a one-upper that Tyler knows about that I'm going to fucking fuck you over. You're going to love it. Rude. But okay. Yeah. Continue, so, Phil. Sorry. It's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. Oh, can't wait for quarantine done so we can start fucking with each other in person. Oh my god. So I sent this email and he came in to I think we were running the show at this point. Maybe we were in performances and he came in and was like lost his mind to the point of um the director of this show uh you know is still around and and directs a lot of theater in Amherst. Um he was the director and like you know talked to him and got him all fired up, like, oh my god, this is so unprofessional of this woman. And 
Like it was like to the point of really, really bad news was going to happen. Like everyone was in, and I was like, I had to tell the director in Amherst. I had to personally call him and be like, it was a joke. I'm sorry. And he got really mad at me and everyone, everyone, I was the bad guy. And um, I had to like send apologies and like call people because, because, because the Easter bunny fucking lost his mind and was like going to town. Like, I can't believe this. And just creating such drama amongst everybody that, you know, funny Phil, who was just trying to be a fun person, I was the dick. And then everyone hated me for a long time. Yeah, it sucked. It was a pretty funny email, too. I should probably try to find it if I could. But it literally was like, please do revive it. (laughs) You you fart on stage. You're disgusting. No one likes you because you have bad breath and just such stupid shit. Like words were spelled wrong. Like it was totally <laughs> schoolyard bullshit. It's like bro. a fourth grader wrote it. You know, it was so dumb. Yeah. It's also like not like it was like racist, sexist, like classist. It had nothing to do with that. It was just a fucking joke. Yeah. Yeah. It was so stupid. The irony of the whole thing is that y- you work in Buffalo and he doesn't. I, well, uh, yeah. yeah you actually get work. That's uh, that's that's something that he would envy. I would think. People saw the humor later, years later. Yeah, I mean, like, and you just did a show with Klein Hands and the most reputable theater company in Buffalo. So, like, fucking, yeah, man. You're a star. You even get one of these, and we normally reserve them for when Tyler does well. Fuck you, Tyler. Fuck Tyler. Yeah, fuck you, Tyler. Don't fuck it up. (laughs) Uh, I'm just kidding. There is a a bright side to this. So, I did a thing with this exact person named Easter Bunny. So, he freaked out enough times at one of my workplaces that he didn't feel right that I was coming, that I worked with him in this place and we're doing a side gig at another, uh, another venue. Um, and eventually he blew up there too. And we, we started it on pretenses that like, I, like I was not going to allow that to happen. And we had this big text email where he just like, he's like, Oh, I can't believe you're showing this type of immaturity. Now I'm not showing any type of immaturity. I didn't back you on that. And I told him like, because you weren't right. You weren't, you were not correct in that. But, but I also didn't feel it necessary for me to call you and be like, Hey, you weren't right. And that's what he was looking for. But which I can kind of understand, but like at the same time, like the fact that I came out to him and I was just like, I hope that because of this situation that happened, that does not distort your image of me. I had nothing to do with it, literally whatsoever. Literally, I kept you out of it for that reason. Right. I I remember that I was playing a show at some bar, so I wasn't actually like around for the first run of the shows, which is when all the shit went down. And I was taking, I think we're we're in the middle of a break, and um, I come off the stage. I'm like leaning over a, a fucking um case, and I'm reading my phone. I look at my emails from from my work. And I just my jaw dropped. I was like, I can't believe like what the fuck happened. I called Primo instantly, and I like I like delayed the show five minutes. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And um, so I just wanted him to know that that wasn't going to distort my image of the 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 camp and the duty at hand. And I love doing it. And he like freaked out and he like lost his shit because I reached out in that way. But it's like, what did you think was going to fucking happen, man? You know, I'm on the bill. Like, you know, I'm going to be there anyway. I could never, I could just have not sent you that text. And then what would have happened? Would you have freaked mm-hmm. out on me in front of kids? So we get there, we get, th- we get <laughs> through it for like, yes. which, uh, yeah, probably. Uh, we get through it for like maybe three weeks. And then, um, 
he he sent this really uh I want to say Harvey Weinstein but I can't sent out this really oh, um, pa- passive aggressive text message to me about um something not getting done on time but he knew I was working on it. it was like the big the big thing of the show and he's like I need this right now and um on top of that I'm also added these four other huge things and I said I'll do all of that stuff you just got to give me you just got to let me breathe was essentially what I said. And he's like, you don't talk to me like that. And like lost his shit. So anyway, all that being done, he made a bunch of really nice people cry. He broke a pair of sunglasses over um, uh, like uh, one of my props. It was like a weird fucking thing. So anyway, I bought him a book called Teamwork Isn't My Thing and I Don't Like to Share. It's amazing. <laughs> it's a children's book that teaches kids how to share and how to work together as a team. And I thought that maybe he needed that because he acts like a fucking child. And what's funny to me is I'm not the first one in this conversation to call him a child, but he's a fucking kid. Man, the guy is a three-year-old. Damn. So anyway, I wrote like an inscription on it saying like, you know, I, I, I maybe I don't really care about you anymore, but I do care about like your kids because your kids come to the camp and I fucking love them. And I just really hope that you, I mean, like if you keep acting the way that you're acting now, you're going to lose those relationships. Like if you treat other people like that, what's to stop you from treating your kids like that? Mm-hmm. It's going to fuck you over, man. Roy, since I'm short on time, can we jump to our favorite segment? Yes, it is time for 30 seconds with Tyler. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another segment of 30 Seconds with Tyler. For those of you not in the know, our very own senior weenie, Tyler Cleary, gets 30 seconds to talk about <laughs> anything he wants. Does not have to be topic related, but he is racing the clock for points. Tyler, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling pretty good, dog. Well, how about yourself? Well, great. I'm going to bring you down a little bit because the NHL commissioner just said there's not going to be a full season next year. <laughs> no, he did not. Why would you stab oh him God. like that? No. no, wait. No, he did not. Oh, yeah. It's on there. Anyway, uh, <laughs> are you ready to race the clock for points, my friend? Don't be distracted. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm sorry. That just fucked me Stand up. Stand tall at 5'2", man. Uh, all right. Three, yeah, I, I guess I'm ready. Two, one. Well, your 30 seconds, my friend, starts now. Okay, so I'm going to talk about the New England Vampire Panic. It happened in the 19th century throughout all of New England. It was a reaction to the outbreak of tuberculosis, and they thought that tuberculosis was caused by the deceased consuming the life of their surviving relatives. So they decided to exhume all the bodies and internal organs were ritually burned to stop the vampires from attacking the local population to prevent the spread of disease. Allegedly, hundreds of bodies were exhumed, but historically, only six were confirmed. so glad i came today just Damn. for that oh i really hope the sabers never Damn. come back so i don't have to buy all these tickets jesus christ <laughs> tyler you just <laughs> tyler, you came in two seconds under the time damn bro my heart's like pounding good. right now see look at that I, I feel like i brought you to a new level you're welcome i know not a single stutter or anything so it is customary that we allow our guests to judge 30 seconds with tyler first on a scale from zero to ten amy what would you give him i give him a fucking ten 
10. Wow. All fingers. A 10. Wow. wow. Thank you. Phil, uh, what would you give him? Well, I feel like you were reading that off of Wikipedia or something. So I'm going to go with a seven. Because I like it was it was relevant, but I was watching your eyes like read. I I type it up. I do research and I type up sentences for it. We don't want your fucking excuses. Oh, oh, oh shit! More work. All right, well, don't well, influence fuck you, us. Tyler. But I'm gonna go to an eight. I'll go to an eight then. I thought it was just Wikipedia. Okay, yeah, well, you, fair man. enough. That's a fair score. I'll take that. Uh, I love Tyler. I mean, but also like fuck him. But um, <laughs> <laughs> Primo, what would you give him? I man, I gotta give him a ten. I totally brought his world down. <laughs> to the foundation there. Phil might be the asshole there. So, so yeah, man, that was <laughs> yeah. good. It was something I, I laughed at the minute you told me what the topic was. So, um, well done. You came in two seconds under the time limit. I'm I'm proud of you. You got him, dog. Dad number three is proud. <laughs> Dad number three. Uh, Matt, what would you give him? Yeah, dude, you got nine from me, dog. Your oh, uh, your uh, sentence structure was great. Your pronunciation was like on point this time. It was great. So why a nine? Why not a ten? I was proud of you. Why not a ten? Because uh, I feel like he could have fit more information in that three seconds. Wow. All right, dog. So um, you did really fucking well. I'm going to give you a ten because I love you. That brings your score to a 47 out of that. 50. What's funny is, is that typically it's out of 40, but because we have two guests today, it's out of a 50. But 47, if you think about it, that's the highest number you've ever gotten. That is, that is. So period. I'll take that. Thank you. Thank you. It's a game of ratios, man. Oh, by the way, Primo, uh, fuck you. Uh, the NHL commissioner did not say anything. No, he did that. <laughs> Should I get in his head? Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Asshole. Hey, guys. Uh, this week, in lieu of uh, paid promotional ads, Primo, Roy, and myself would like to take the time to shout out some agencies that really need donations right now. Um, one of the biggest agencies that needs a lot of help is the Red Cross. COVID-19 has caused worldwide panic and created a scarcity of resources. We have heard a lot about masks and gloves and toilet paper, but we really haven't heard a lot of people talking about the need of blood. Um, the Red Cross has had to cancel so many blood drives in order to keep their employees and our communities safe. This quote is directly from their website. We are working quickly to identify and replace blood drives canceled due to workplace and school closures. Search for opportunities near you and check back often as we are continuously adding new donation opportunities. If you don't see available appointments near you or in the near future, please search 7 to 15 days out. The need for blood is constant and patients need your help. As you can see, the uh, situation isn't ideal, but if you are asking what you can do for your community right now, please consider donating blood. Go to the redcrossblood.org, uh, follow a few simple steps to find your nearest donation location, and give blood as soon as you can. Thank you for your consideration and helping your community. Now, let's get back to it. And we're back! I will say to our listeners that uh, Primo did have to leave, so we are going to do a quick wrap-up on this episode. Boo. Boo Fucking indeed. asshole. Um, however, we you, will Tyler. be back with a part two. Fuck you, Tyler. Primo is the new Tyler. <laughs> Primo's the new Tyler. Uh, Whoa. Primo's the new Tyler. <laughs> Whoa. I don't think he's going to appreciate that very much, but okay. Suck it. So we are officially back with Matthew's wholesome moment. Rainbows. Cold beer. Fireflies. A hard day's work. Your first a firm handshake. Fresh flowers. 
gasoline, miracles, monster truck rallies, butterflies, Matthew's wholesome moment. <laughs> I love it. Welcome back to uh, Matthew's wholesome moment. Uh, this week, uh, I would like to ask a uh, to reminisce on a time that you saw a coworker really come through for a fellow coworker. Never. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, is this a serious question? Yeah. Like something that like you saw it and you're like, holy shit, that person totally didn't need to go as far as they did for that person. They totally did, though. Uh, I'm going to be real right up front. I've never seen that. Are you fucking kidding me, bro? Are you kidding me? I have zero stories for you. <laughs> Dude, I've worked at some shitty places, man. I've worked at some <laughs> shitty places. I have never seen that. Wow. I legitimately stick out my chest. I just notice when I'm actually angry. Yeah. Are you, are you, <laughs> are you angry out. about Tyler's employment experiences? No, I'm just saying like. Dude, you're telling me wholesome cool shit's shit? going to happen at Walmart? Like, no. No. Yeah. What's going to happen is that Roy's going to roll up in that bitch and be like, nobody's doing nice things in front of my friend Tyler. <laughs> He's like, here comes Majest. We always start with our guest, Amy or Phil. Uh, do you guys have a wholesome experience with this? Um, We don't generally experience wholesome things personally, but <laughs> <laughs> not to say we haven't witnessed some. Um. Oh, no, hell yeah. Wholesome shit happens at my workplace all the time. Um, I work with a lot of magical humans. And I would say in light of recent circumstances, a whole bunch of the folks that um, that I work with either directly or indirectly have relocated themselves to areas of higher need. So mm. my program shut down. We provide um, kick-ass arts programming to folks with disabilities and oh, yeah. because you can't be congregating in large groups at this time unnecessarily uh folks are just kind of confined to their homes but everybody that i work with has stepped up to either provide supports and check-ins remotely or they have moved to work in people's houses and mm. all that good stuff so that's amazing they have all been doing lovely things for each other and not to mention that they like text and call um even though we're not working together on a daily basis that they all check in at least weekly if not daily and just make sure that each other are cool and that nobody needs anything and i think that's pretty stand up yeah it's that's great. awesome it's pretty great it's pretty damn wholesome god damn yeah fucking wholesome as shit so fucking wholesome <laughs> philip do you have a wholesome moment <laughs> wholesome wholesome moments for me man i don't have specific ones but i i am a teacher by trade and i just witness wholesome moments all the time by some of my co-workers who go above and beyond the like go that extra mile things that i would have never think about doing that they do so that's pretty inspiring mm -hmm. hell yeah yeah man he's just bullshitting so hard <laughs> <laughs> i witness amy do wholesome moments all the time that's enough for me my no my true answer is fuck no i don't see any wholesome shit out there <laughs> <laughs> no life is hell work is shit fuck everybody yeah Fuck everyone. This is the negative Nancy podcast. Everyone sucks out there. They're in a wholesome moment. That's why we have to have a wholesome moment, man. We got to even it up. The fucking world is ending. There's no wholesome moments out there. It's every man for himself right now. And I don't see any good shit in the world at all. 
<laughs> so that's my true answer. Yeah, I love the honesty. I bullshit man. with the teacher. Fuck my teacher coworkers. They all suck. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> all right well this moment's been ruined all right uh so that I mean, has been another episode wait uh, no, wait wait wait, wait. <laughs> no, I, I have i have two i have two Matt. i was gonna say i have one bring um, it back matt bring I, it back i have a i have a really quick short sweet one um is that i was at um a local store here recently and i noticed that a liquor store has started um instead of making liquor which is not wholesome they've started making hand sanitizer and selling it at really low prices so that's Hell cool yeah. That's tough. Um, yeah, it's a very wholesome thing for a community. It's not necessarily a worker, but I mean, like somebody had a good idea. Somebody was being wholesome in that that arrangement. But I want to say that I spend so much of my fucking day cleaning up other people's fucking problems. You're the fuck up fixer. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> Roy is Jesus. Yeah. I, I. How many of you are wearing blue jeans right now? No one. This guy. <laughs> I had to put them on to see if I still fit in them. And I do. But barely. I put them on all the time. You're welcome, Phil. Mm. So Primo's not here to say whatever bullshit he's got to say. And we're all sad about it. So I'm going to say that um, a wholesome thing that happens in my workplace that I very... I'm around all of the time. Is that I'll is when you and Primo make out. Well, yeah, like that always every happens. fucking day. It's all the time, all the time. It's nonstop. It's nonstop. It's gratuitous. It's horrible. So, um, I will say that that uh, Primo will uh, will very often um, just like bring me my favorite coffee, and my coffee that I like is an iced americano. This is a staple mark of many places. Like they, they very, they offer this. This is a common drink, an iced americano. Tim Hortons, they don't fucking offer that shit, and it's ridiculous. <laughs> so every time you have to explain it, Primo does a great job explaining. It. He's like, it's a shot of this over hot water and then poured over ice. And I know how hard it is to order it because I've tried myself, and he does it for me, and he, he brings them to me all the time, and I and I appreciate that. That's great. So thank man. you, Primo. Yeah, it's a wholesome thing. -ish. But you know that. Tim Hortons spits in that every time you order it, right? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, what's bean juice without a little bit of spit, you know? Well, that's their flavor enhancer. You know what, Roy? That's great. Yeah. And uh, you know something about that story is really cool is that I don't ever have anyone fucking bring me coffee. So fuck, <laughs> fuck that. Oh, fuck oh. this wholesome shit. So we're still Time fucking at work. I mean, at work. I mean, at work. At work. <laughs> So, uh, Tyler, you got anything short and sweet? Because that's all you got. <laughs> oh, God, shit, dog. No, shut up. Tyler already talked for 30 seconds, and then he said he hated yeah, everybody. He's done. Nothing good happens to him. <laughs> all right. He might be my favorite guest ever. <laughs> yes, because she's <laughs> she takes the prompt of be abusive to Tyler. She's like, I'm not going to be mean. And she's like, oh, fuck you. Fuck like you, dude. <laughs> on a, on the, by the end of a part well, one. Hello. <laughs> I'm like two <laughs> beers in, and my kid is out of my house for the first time, and I don't know how long. It's like a month. Like, it's been three like and a half weeks. I personally have never worked with the Easter Bunny, so I don't have any short stories to share. You're welcome. It's fantastic, and <laughs> yeah. I greatly appreciate don't everybody who came try. before me. Um, I'll kill you to save you the misery. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. Is that a pact? No. Um, that is goddamn a pact. <laughs> So uh, I think like hands down, uh, it was actually last year at this time when we could go outside and do shows and shit. Um, I was in the Jungle Book and uh, Bobby Cook uh, came down with like a horrible infection in his knee um, and he was going to be unable to perform. So Preston Williams, one of my best and dearest friends, he learned the script 
in a night, came in for a quick put in rehearsal and he was on that morning. It was like one of the best and like quickest transitions I think I've ever seen like in a production. And he was amazing and like saved the show. Like we were able to have a full week of shows without it. Super impressive. But also when your full-time employment is like whale Instagram, was it that hard? <laughs> to be fair, this is the before the whale, Insta- uh, whale the Twitter. Times. So when yeah. you are unemployed, is it that hard? <laughs> he was fully employed at the time oh, okay, okay. to, to give him a, I, to I save him some you, face. I appreciate you and your hair, but if I see an opportunity, I'm taking it. Absolutely. Please do. So I will say that Preston has talked to me about this situation. Uh, he actually <laughs> talked to Tyler and I after everyone got out of, and we were just shooting shit. We were just talking and he was trying to upload his, yeah, we're shooting the shit while he's trying to upload his track and send them to me. And he had this whole like, like thing about, he's like, I didn't think I knew any of the lines and something just happened and I knew them all. <laughs> it was a miracle. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah. He fucking saved that. It was amazing. Uh, so Amy, and Philip, do you have any final thoughts starting with... Oh, we'll start with Philip this time because I always start with Amy because I love her. <laughs> Philip, final thoughts. My final thought is um, be nice to each other because in a couple weeks, the world's going to explode and we're all going to fucking die. Awesome. Australia's on fire. There's no water in California. Everyone has a flu that will not go well, away and is killing people. No, I did. My final thought was this, and Amy and I talked about this last night, actually. I thought when the end of the world was coming, I always assumed that I would have a whole lot more um, sex. He thought he'd have a lot oh, of sex. Shit, never mind. Sex. I thought I would be having a lot more sex at the end of the world. <laughs> and the truth is, you, I'm just you. too you anxious too and depressed, too. Like, I can't exactly because I was like, I pictured when I was like 13 and at my sexual prime, I was like, man, when the world is going to end, I'm just going to be boning so much. And uh, that's not happening. And the world is ending. And I, 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 I don't know what I'm doing sure. with my life. And my final thought is like, I'm here for it. So where are you at, Phil? Let's throw it down. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> That is one final thought. It's a different podcast. Like one of us is re- one of us is ready. My real final thought is that sure. I super appreciated Tyler's um, read through of the whatever New Hampshire apocalypse or whatever the vampire the fuck apocalypse. That was. <laughs> Don't yeah. because I legit had that conversation in the car today with Phil's eleven year old, where she was like, you know how people are like zombie apocalypse isn't a thing. It's happening. And I was like, except it's not, Sophia. We are halfway there. And once all the people that have passed from the coronavirus come back out of the earth and start eating our brains, then we have then arrived. we have the zombies. <laughs> With that, we remind you to watch The Walking Dead. Uh, <laughs> AMC watch every the Sunday. Walking Dead while you wash your hands. <laughs> With that, we we remind you to wash your hands. Like, we, can we say it enough times? Even and like, watch a video of like a doctor washing their hands. Like, don't just like twenty seconds. Like, actually get in there. Um, stay in your homes because that's the safest place to be. Um, call your loved ones because they miss you and uh, don't be that asshole that we're bitching about today. Uh, We love you all. Have a great, great rest of your day and goodbye. Peace. This episode is brought to you in support of local theater companies from Buffalo, New York. For more complaining, visit negativenancyspod.com and follow along on Instagram at negativenancyspod and Facebook 
at Negative Nancy's Podcast. If you'd like to send us love letters, you can reach us at hatemail at negativenancyspod.com. Let's Bitch with the Negative Nancys is available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fuck you, Tyler. Amy, we were just commenting on your baby boy's flow. Oh, my God. He needs a haircut. No way, man. Keep that going. He has hockey player hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He totally has Yamir Yager hair from, like, you know, 1990.